Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and my goal each episode is to bring you fresh ideas, a new perspective, innovative practices from some of the most successful financial advisors in our industry. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and today we have on with us Tony Harris-Taylor. Tony, you're a motivational speaker, a certified sales and marketing coach, an author, an experienced entrepreneur. And I understand uh, out of your 27 years here in experience, about 14 of those were spent in the financial services business, correct? Correct. Very, very much so. And I was a trainer. I was a uh, financial advisor. And then I went into coaching and it was all with a very uh, large international insurance financial firm. Well, I love your story about entering the financial services industry. I think it's one that a lot of advisors listening to this can probably relate to because most of us in this industry, I think, you know, came to working here without a lot of experience either in the investment world or in sales. And that was your story and how that evolved too, correct? Absolutely. I was a trainer uh, at this company and the when I would go out and train the financial professionals, they'd say, oh my God, with your personality, you should do what we do. And I was training them on computers. In fact, it, I'll tell you, it was, they just got issued laptops for the very first time. So what was this answer? It was my job to tell them, no joke, how to use the little mouse pad, how to change the battery. So I did computer training and they kept saying, you should do what we do. What do y'all do for real? We invest people's money. I don't do money. I do computers. No, thank you. And I just kept hearing it time and time again. And then seriously, this guy in Florida said, Tony, I have a territory I think you'll be perfect for. And he invited me to talk to the management, come visit the territory. I live in Texas at the time. I live in Texas again now. And he's like, just get your licenses. We'll train you. Oh, famous last words. <laughs> and so that was how I got there. I you know, my whole speaking platform is on taking drastic steps. And that was a huge drastic step for me to leave the computer training area to go into financial services. So, uh, yeah, I've been there, done that. And no, it was not smooth. Yeah, that I would say that's a drastic step. Anytime you're going uh, to just completely switch careers, move across the country, that's a that's a drastic step. So tell us a little bit more, if you would, about what that was like then. You got to Florida. Supposedly yes. you have, you know, somebody that's going to train you and you're going to slide right into this territory. How did that turn out? Well, not so well. So I moved to Florida, not by myself, mind you. Two little kids, eight-year-old and 11-year-old, and my husband, yeah, I tried to leave him, but he, he chased the truck down. So, no, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> um, and I get to Florida, and about 10 days in, I'm studying for my life insurance exam, starting to go out and meet my um, potential territory. And I get a phone call from a fellow 
advisor that says, stay out of my territory. Are you kidding me? Ouch is right. Now, I was like, what is going on? I immediately called the manager. Why am I getting this phone call? I thought we were good to go. And no, that was not the case. So he felt bad. And I tell people all the time, I started to bring the sister out, not the Christian one. But that other one. Um, (laughs) But I decided to try to make the best of it. So he felt bad. He scrambled to get me all the territory nobody else wanted. Yep. I don't have any money experience. I don't have any real sales experience. I don't know anything about the stock market. I just passed the test, took a leap of faith moved across the country, and now I've got all the territory nobody else wants. And, yes, Jamie, this was June of 2000. I'll pause. Yeah. Yeah. So the market was falling, and so was my world. And I had to figure out how to make this work because I'm not a quitter. And I had moved my family. And I moved on my own dime at that. So I really had to figure some things out and uh, I decided to take some drastic steps and uh, started speaking uh, so that I could promote myself as an advisor and truth be told, even down to today, speaking is how I get my clients. I hate cold calling with a passion. I'm telling you, if you ask me to cold call, I am going to uh, shriek and cry, and (laughs) it just doesn't work for me. Now, there's some people that's good at it, but for me, I had to find another way, and my another way was speaking, and turned out, I turned lemons into lemon, uh, lemonade into, uh, what did I do? I took some lemons. Lemons into lemonade. It made lemonade. by using my voice, my personality that they said was so attractive and education to attract people to become my clients. So So let me me stop you there real quick, because I want to talk about that. That's something that I think is so insightful for you to take a step back and say, how do I really generate success for myself based on who I am, because there's only one me. There's something Mm -hmm. that only I know how to do. I may not have the most investment experience or be the best salesperson, but I think too often we overlook sales is really just building relationships with people. And you knew how you were best able to do that. So how did you find opportunities to speak? Because you're probably not dumping a bunch of money in 2000 in a new territory into paid for seminars. So what opportunities were you looking for to find people to speak to? So in, at my company, we actually were, I mentioned I had a territory. So we were actually 403B professionals and, and 457. So I was going into governmental agencies. And while they didn't always welcome us with open arms, I had to build relationships. And that's the key. I had to build relationships with the people who were in charge who could open the door and let me in. And I want to talk about it down to today because now I am a sales and marketing coach and there is no territory. 
right? So I had, I am a networker. Um, I also own a networking organization and I learned how to use my networking skills to be able to build relationships with the leadership of whatever groups I wanted to talk to and then ask them to be a speaker. And so what most financial professionals don't realize is they have, I mean, we all have the CAN um, programs, and I know your company gives them marketing, to be able to go out and share that message. But I rarely go to a networking event where I see the financial professionals going, where people are already there. You don't have to put one butt in the chair and you build a relationship with the president of the group, the program's person of the group, and you say, I know you need speakers, sign me up, coach. And so that it all goes down to building relationships. And when I was an advisor, it was the relationships with the groups. And now that I've been solo for seven years, it's relationships with other groups that I want to get into. And you use your personality to do that. Right, right. I, I get asked a lot of questions and what listening to you talk, it's reminding me of, you know, ways that we help people if they say, well, there's these, you know, big companies in my hometown and I really want, you know, to get in there and I want to be the source for all the referrals. Well, you've got to find something that you can help educate on. Right. So we talk about becoming a speaker at, you know, perhaps the SHRM meetings, the Society of Human Resource Management or Right. Um, going in for women's organizations, you know, speaking to women directly. So it really depends on where you think you can be authentic, what you authentically have an interest in. So you fit with that group. But that really is key to finding organizations that want speakers that get you an in where now you're starting to see referrals come in simply because you were a speaker there. I think that's wonderful. So the other tip I have for your audience is many of these large companies have employee resource groups. So they have the women's groups, the African-American groups, the LGBT group. You find the groups where you can get an in. And a lot of times they don't have a budget to pay, but if it's a way for you to showcase who you are and what you have to offer, you know, we have not because we ask not, Jamie. That's the bottom line. We all, as, as financial professionals, you better be networking to grow your business. So you are all sitting in an audience where somebody else is the speaker. And you never even thought about that. That could be me. And so now I'm telling you, it can be you. So you now just build relationships. And remember, you don't have to put one butt in the chairs. Many financial professionals spend a lot of time planning dinners and sending out postcards and people don't show up and it hurts your feelings. You're not tied to the, by using my strategy, you're not tied to who shows up or not. Only one you got to worry about showing up is you and they are the ones that put their people in front of you. But you do have to have value now. You can't be just talking about what everybody else is talking about. You got to add additional value so that people will want to hear from you and they'll want to put you in front of their people. Sure. So I have a scenario for you. You talk about, you know, using drastic steps and taking drastic steps. And 
I don't think there's probably a financial advisor listening on here that isn't open to moving away from seminars they're paying for. We simply do it because it continues to work and we get, you know, an ROI and it's a way to get in front of groups. But let's assume you're talking to an advisor, you know, maybe they're doing three to five million in annual premium. So we're doing okay. But most of that is generated from seminars, which means we're spending a lot of money on marketing and Mm -hmm. we're just kind of stuck in that cycle. What is something Mm -hmm. that you would consider a drastic step to start eliminating seminars and help them increase business? Do exactly what I just said. Open up, go to Google, do a search for networking organizations. And if you have a target market, networking organizations for doctors, find their local organizations, look at who the leadership is on their website, Find out when their next meeting is. I'm better in person than I am over the phone. So I will go to their next meeting. I will look at the caliber of speaker they brought in. When I register, I sign the registration. I say, who is the president? Can you point the president out to me? There she is. Okay, excellent. Who is the programs person? There he is. I'm going up to that person and say, I speak on financial matters. And I'd love to talk to you about how I can add value to your programs. Can we look, watch this drastic step. Can you pull out your calendar and let's schedule an appointment to talk about it now? Now I'm going to call you next week because that's not going to happen in most cases or they're not going to take your call because they're busy. Can we schedule 30 minutes on your calendar now to talk about it? And if you do enough of those, you do one a month of those, there's your seminar. So I have to interrupt you there because I can say firsthand, I know you do that because you did that to me. (laughs) So (laughs) I I met you just within this past year at the WIFS conference, which is the Women in Financial Services Conference. We were at the um, meeting in Kentucky and I know why the people when you were doing computer were wondering why you weren't in sales. You have definitely an energy about you. And as I started talking to you at the table and finding more about what you do, I I think I said something along the lines of, I'd love to talk with you further. I'd like to see, you know, maybe there's an area you could help some of our advisors with. And you said, let's get it booked. Let's put it on the calendar. And we booked our first call right there. So it works. Right then and there. And (laughs) that's, that's what I teach. That's what I train. It's drastic to do that. It's easy to do. Jim Rohn said things are easy to do. They're easy not to do. So I say the same thing. Drastic steps are easy to do, but they're easy not to do. It's easy to just take their business card and say, I'll call you and then never get in touch with them. And you're still planning your own seminars. And I'm not saying get away from your own seminars, but what if you could do you know, just wean yourself by doing a seminar every other month and then speaking on someone else's stage for free because they're all looking for free speakers because you're going to use that. Now, make sure when you set that up, by the way, that they will let you market yourself, right? right. So Sherms sometimes are like the, the Sherm here in Houston won't let you say, they won't hardly let you pass out a business card. I'm not speaking for them anymore. So you want to speak for groups who are, they realize they're getting information for free. They want to help you and they want to promote you. 
So, uh, yeah, but yes, I, I walk my talk. <laughs> so I have to ask, I don't know if you picked up on this when you first met me, but I am a pretty big introvert. The thought of being in a room and having to network and talk, it, it makes me very uncomfortable. I'm totally comfortable speaking on stage and, um, you know, all of those kinds of things. But networking makes me uncomfortable. I'm getting better at it, but it does not come naturally to me. So what advice do you have for people that are more like me that are cringing a little bit at thinking about how would I do drastic steps or how would I do this? What are some simple tips you have to help them get started? Networking is not for punks. And so whether you're introvert or extrovert, you really do have to have a little bit of courage in order to, to network. And so as an introvert, I will tell you my, my, what I said already, my, I go in with a strategy. So I'm signing in at the registration table. I know the two people, first two people I want to meet, the leadership. So you at least have enough courage to say, hey, I'm new to your group, which they will always want to welcome their visitors. So I take some of the stress off of my introvert clients by letting them know the reality of the person who's organizing the group. They are happy to have human beings there. <laughs> so if you Good go point. there, and <laughs> you go there and you say, I'm new to your group. I'm very interested in helping you to grow your group or helping you with your programs. I have a wonderful program. I think be right for your group. So that gives you the first person to talk to. Then if that's the president, you say, now who's your program person? Now you got your second person to talk to. Then you ask that next person, this is what I do. This might be what I need. Is there somebody here you think I should meet? And they will walk you over and introduce you to the next person. And you rinse and repeat that strategy, and by the time it's over, you've met four or five people. The other goal I tell my, my clients, introvert or not, is go there with a goal. So don't try to meet everybody in the room. And I think that's what overwhelms people who are uncomfortable networking. They're trying to meet too many people. Go there. I want to meet the president. I want to meet the programs. I want to meet three other people who might. One day be my client. Please don't sell them while you're there. Or they might be a strategic alliance or they may have a connection I need. And then five people is all you need. Sit down, enjoy yourself, and have some dinner. <laughs> I think having a strategy is a great tip because if you have a plan for going in with, there's one or two people, three people that I just want to introduce myself to, like baby steps here. And I do think as a self-proclaimed introvert, when you said it takes a little bit of courage, that put it in a different perspective for me. So I have a sign in my office that says I will choose courage over comfort. So I do feel like I'm a courageous person. I'm willing to step outside my comfort zone in a lot of areas. And I guess I just never really looked at it like that. I looked at it as either mm -hmm. this is something that comes naturally to me or it doesn't. That's mm -hmm. probably not the point, right? It's just do you have nope. the courage to do it? And that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, that's and great. And it's not hard. It's not hard if you just, and so I tell my introverts, you know, some of, one of the most famous introverts out there is Beyonce. You ever see her in an interview? She is quiet, demure. You've got to kind of pull the interview out of her. 
But baby, when she steps on stage, she flips her internal switch, and it's a whole. She had to give that person another name. <laughs> well, maybe as an introvert in the car, as you're walking up to the event, you flip a switch. There you go. I and love you it. like, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I got to meet five people. And then when I get back to my car, I turn the switch off. Well, Tony, all great tips. I appreciate you being here with us today. If somebody listening today is interested in learning more about what you do or getting involved with some of your sales and coaching, how would they go about doing that? Absolutely. You can contact me at TonyHarrisTaylor.com, phone number 281-783-4021. My email is Tony with an I at TonyHarrisTaylor.com. I'd love to come to any of your organizations, give you some energy. Now, I will tell you, I was recently told that I may have too much energy for one of the financial groups. And so I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I'm not so sure. If you, need a boring, you need a boring speaker. I'm not it. If you're not, if you don't want to get drastic, I'm not the one. But if you want your people, you and your people to do something different, to be so they can have and be something different, please contact me. Well, and thank you, Jamie, for the yeah. opportunity. You have an impressive bio. I know you've been featured in all kinds of industry publications. You are a sought after speaker. You have a list of clients on your site that I think everybody would recognize, you know, Microsoft and Constant Contact, AIG, NAFA. I mean, it's certainly an impressive list. So I have no doubt that you could bring a lot to the table for anybody that is interested in reaching out to you. And we certainly appreciate a little bit of insight and info that you've shared with us today. So thanks so much. We appreciate you being on the show. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.